0: Hey, Fangirl Nation, you are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and you guys are in for a major treat today as I am joined by BG Sports Enterprises CEO and sports agent, Brittany Gilman. Brittany offers incredible insight from her time as a snowboarder to being a strength and conditioning coach intern at USC to now running her own international sports branding and representation agency. She talks about the importance of character and taking challenges and making them opportunities. There is so much good information in this podcast. I do not want to spend another minute talking except to tell you that we are brought to you by Bet Online. And also, I want to tell you, if you like what you hear, and I know you will, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, Brittany will take it away. Brittany, thank you so much for joining me today for Get My Job.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about your journey and your career because you've done so many incredible things, and I think our listeners are going to love hearing about it. So we are just going to jump on in here. Um, You began your sports career, obviously, as you know, as a snowboarder, and you saw tremendous success in that field. Can you talk about that and how being a competitive athlete has helped with your current position as a
1: sports agent? Of course. Um, well, I competed professionally in snowboarding for about five years. And this was at a very young age. I started competing in snowboarding around age 15. Prior to that, I'd been a competitive athlete in a multitude of sports, soccer, skiing, track and field. And I then, by the age of 17, was competing professionally and did that for about five years. So one of the things that when I look back in retrospect, I think what I learned and the characteristics in which I developed that have been directly assisted me in terms of my present day career is first and foremost, the the courage that I had Boarding, you basically had to be fearless, and I'm so grateful that I did it because being fearless in, in today's world is so important. But also, working in sports and working in a male dominated industry, as well as the dedication and the ability to deal with adversity, I think all of those have really helped me in my professional adult career in sports to withstand a lot of the challenges and difficulties that you do face, um, and this isn't just in sports, but it's in every industry and every job that you know exists in present day, is being able to look at challenges and try to see them as opportunities to seek out solutions, to be able to recognize in one's own self things that they need to focus on improving or maybe even recognizing that they never were aware of and just being fearless and courageous enough to pursue those self-improvements and getting back on the horse when you fall off is is so important especially in the volatile industry of, of sports.
0: I you said something about making challenges into opportunities which I think I just I just wanted to highlight because I think that's Really important um, thing to talk about, and very important in this world, like you said, not just in sports, but you know, in anything. Can you think of a time, and we'll we can get more into this as the pod goes on, but can you think of a time where you were faced with a challenge that you were able to turn into an opportunity?
1: Oh, yes, I have many of those, unfortunately, (laughs) but I think one of the times that stands out the most uh, this is probably five, six years ago, when we were working on a deal for Mike Vick. And it was a company that had, basically, we were working on an endorsement deal that also had some content creation as a part of it. And I had flown to Philadelphia. I had previously been in Jamaica on a another trip with some other clients. And then literally was flying from jamaica to miami to philadelphia and was in miami about to get on a plane to philadelphia the night before we had this um meeting scheduled to first and foremost sign the contract secondly the next day we are supposed to be filming and i received word from the company that they were going to pull out of the deal and this was the first deal i ever brought To to Mike Vick, and it was probably one of the. If I could have created a worse nightmare situation, that would have been it. And I ended up flying to Philadelphia, and at that point, had to figure out how to communicate this information to Mike Vick's team, and how we were going to present it to him. And it was such a stressful and just completely emotionally overwhelming situation that I really had to take a second to kind of try to pull myself out of the drama of the situation and look at it as an opportunity to figure out the positive and the silver lining which was very hard and and we didn't even necessarily get much silver lining out of this but what I did, the what I was able to do was to kind of portray my character in that situation. And in terms of the way we were presenting the negative news to his team and kind of shifting the mindset of not just myself, but everybody that was involved in this opportunity and for everyone to kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture, which ended up being a good thing that this didn't happen because of certain scenarios and situations that were going on around that time. But it was during that time when I felt as though I was really able to kind of show my true character. Number one, taking accountability. Um, and, And sometimes in these situations, you have to take accountability, not just for yourself, but kind of for others. And that's not always easy to do, but on the flip side, it really does give you the opportunity as an individual to show your true character which in the end is something that I think is far more valuable to be able to display to someone than possibly just bringing one deal to the table and it does also help in terms of developing those long-standing relationships because people are now able to see wow okay look at how this person conducted themselves in this very challenging situation which goes much farther in the long run in terms of business and you know just being able to develop a positive reputation for yourself so that was probably one of the worst situations I think I've had to deal with and you know it didn't come out necessarily great but again it's about focusing on the silver lining within that situation and the opportunity to again display that your character and your ability to think creatively and outside the box
0: I think that's really important, and I I like that you said that about your character because, you know, all we have is our reputations and the way that we conduct ourselves, and and that's what people are going to remember, and that's what you remember, you know, about a person. Do you take accountability? Do you handle situations well? So I think that was very important. Uh, Thank you for sharing that story. I think that's very helpful um, for all of us.
1: of
0: course so when you finished snowboarding when that that part of your career was over you moved on to being a sports and conditioning coach at usc which is incredible Mm -hmm. obviously one of very very few well maybe i shouldn't say obviously but maybe especially at the time one of very very few women in those positions how did you navigate that and that was probably somewhat the beginning of navigating being uh, in the minority in terms of being a woman in this profession. So how did you navigate that
1: uh, when you first started? Well, I look at that time period of my life, and it's essentially the initiation that I experienced into working in the field of male-dominated sports. And I really couldn't have been in a more challenging world than being one of two females in a college weight room of a football team, not just any football team, but USC was number one in the country at that time pursuing their third national championship. So we're talking a college team that is essentially a professional sports team because of the level of talent that was present on that team and the lack of professional NFL in los angeles during that time Mm -hmm. so it was tremendously challenging in terms of the first you know and this will give you a good idea of the environment in which i was walking into on my first interview and in fact my only interview before i got the position i walked into this weight room in the basement all these college guys working out and it's hot and sweaty and everyone's staring at me as I had to walk through the whole weight room to get to this little office in the back where the head strength conditioning coach had was had his office. And the first thing he said to me was, I hope you're not here to get wifey'd up. So (laughs) that was the perfect introduction into the environment in which I was about to engulf myself in. And During that time, it was, I did not get paid for my internship. So I worked, I would have to be at the weight room around 530 in the morning, would not leave till about six o'clock at night. And then at that time, I would go work as a personal trainer for several hours. And that was the only income I had for an entire year. So every penny I made went to me being able to pay my rent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And (laughs) It was, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. There were, there were athletes that respected me and listened to me and gave me an opportunity to showcase my abilities and my skill sets as a strength conditioning coach. And there were those that never respected me and were not very nice to me. Um, and even, you know, I, I dealt with these egos from various ages, from the actual athletes, to other coaches, to training staff, and it was just this huge mix of male egos from all different ages that I was being exposed to on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) So what it, in retrospect, when I look back, I would not trade it for the world, but I wasn't treated very well, to be 100% honest. Some people were phenomenal to me and others were horrible. But what it did was, number one, it it really showed me the world that I was about to enter into in a very concentrated area. And number two, it really enabled me to develop an ability to deal with the male ego on different levels and to be able to strengthen my own sense of self. And to not let these people that didn't want me to succeed affect my own belief and my ability to succeed. And that was very, very challenging. And it was, I had coaches playing tricks on me and I was in charge of all the dirty towels and the water and it was making the shakes. And it was just ridiculous what I had to do, but yet I, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it also thickened my skin, which is so important for women, in not just in sports, but in any industry, as we deal with a lot of male egos, and, you know, especially the women that are stepping into these worlds, which are traditionally men, so I'm so grateful for that time I had at USC, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it was challenging. It was very, very hard and exhausting, physically and emotionally. But it was something that I think there was no better environment to prepare me for working in sports, and I'm I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. Did
0: you have uh, ways that you would handle those challenges? Maybe any advice you could give to anybody, and that you can bring with you now in what you do? Are there? you know, times you face challenges now where you look back on that time and say, okay, this is how I handled that. And this is how I'm going to handle
1: this. Oh, yes. One, 100%. I think as women, because we are driven a lot more by emotions and, and men aren't necessarily, you know, they don't function the same way. For me, it's a matter of number one, not taking anything personal and trying to, and not just trying, but being able to separate the emotions from the response and the situation. So again, thinking back to even the the first story I told you about, taking a situation and in that moment when something happens, the emotional response is going to be first and foremost what is most likely going to be overwhelming and learning how to not let that emotion take over how you're going to respond in that moment which is very challenging to do and not just for women but for men. And so if you can figure out and and trying to understand yourself and your own reactions and, and how you deal with adversity and being in those situations, being able to control the emotion and not taking whatever's happening in that situation personally. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's usually never about, it's never meant to be personal, and sometimes it is. But even if it is, again, taking a step outside yourself and, and being able to look at the situation from a broader perspective, and that often helps to create that you know initial response that isn't necessarily gonna be driven by emotion. But also to figure out ways to move beyond whatever that situation is. So it's a lot easier said than done, and I deal with this still on a you know day-to-day basis when adversity happens. But that's something that is, if you can develop that skill set, then I think in every aspect of life you'll you'll be able to be much better off than if you give into that emotion and take things personal.
0: Well, you're 100% correct, and it's something we've talked about on this pod before, and I think it's so important, um, and I actually try to bring it up as often as possible, because you really nailed it when you said even things that feel personal aren't personal, and they usually are not. So it is such an important skill set in any part of life, professionally, personally, uh, ironically, or you know, in sports, whatever industry you're in that that is a really incredibly important skill set. And I'm really glad you said that. Separating the emotions from the response is key. It's a very yeah. key piece of advice that I am going to take with me as I go through life. I think <laughs> that's a very good one. So fast-forwarding a little bit, you worked at a sports marketing agency, and then you decided to go out on your own, and you started what's now BG Sports Enterprises. So this is a two-part question. Can you, for (laughs) for our listeners at home who don't know, just tell us a little bit about what BG Sports Enterprises is, and then can you talk about the
1: decision to go out on your own? Um, Well, BG Sports Enterprises were an international sports branding and representation agency, I started the agency in two thousand and seven, so we offer a variety of services from which which all fall under the branding umbrella, which it's very difficult to define what is marketing, what is PR, what is digital branding, digital monetization, because it all kind of falls underneath the same umbrella. So we offer um all of those services, and we we basically custom create strategies for athletes, individuals as well as brands worldwide depending on what their objectives are. So we incorporate public relations, marketing, digital branding, events, business development, and community relations in different capacities to create strategies for our clients to assist them in achieving their objectives. I recently was became certified as, through US Soccer as a intermediary, so I'm very excited about that. Um, this is the newest service that we're offering our clients, and my focus is really on international transfers. So bringing players from Europe who wanna play in the MLS and then obviously implementing branding strategies for them before they get here and once they get here. So that's kind of a broad summary of what the agency's about. Uh, We've worked with over 200 athletes around the world, soccer, NFL, UFC, boxing, snowboarding, track and field, and it's been a, a tremendous journey over the past what 13 years. Um, now, I initially decided to start my agency after doing an internship at a sports marketing agency, where I was only there probably six weeks because at the time, I really was was very, very eager to learn about the industry about the business of sports because at the time I had come from being a professional athlete to being a strength conditioning coach and I didn't necessarily understand the scope of opportunity and services that existed within sports and at that time this is let's talk about 13 years ago it was completely different than it is present day when I launched my agency I think there was maybe two or three known agencies that were sports marketing agencies at that time. And there was really a gap in the opportunities available to athletes and the ability to connect those opportunities to athletes. And even though today we see a tremendous amount of companies that seek to fulfill this void, there still is quite a void that exists. And that's actually led me to develop an app and a platform, which I have not mentioned yet. You and it's still in its development phases, but again, talking about being innovative and Mm -hmm. thinking outside the box, that's something that I've been working on. But that was at the time something that I set out to do is how do we create opportunities and connect athletes to these opportunities? And so that was the initial thought process behind launching BG Sports and. That was, again, 2007. So we still have that same mindset. It's just shifted a bit and expanded quite a bit as well over the past 13 years. That's amazing.
0: I have uh, some more questions about starting your own business. But before we do that, we are going to take a break and hear a quick word from our sponsor. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Okay, Brittany, so you start your own business. And obviously, as you said, it's expanded tremendously over the last several years. As you said, you started in 2007, one of the things we are talking about in this podcast of course are different sports careers and also we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs. What were some of the parts of just on the business side of starting your own business that surprised you that you kind of wish you knew then?
1: I think that some of the things that I wish I would have known would be the and this is touching base again on the not taking things personal Mm -hmm. is first and foremost, understanding that everyone in business is basically thinking about themselves first and foremost. And that's terrible. It's kind of lame to think about, but in my personal experience, it's everyone's kind of out for themselves initially. And it makes sense, right? We all have to create a life for ourselves and support our families. So going back and, and understanding that, okay, this is a very competitive business, don't trust anybody. And that's horrible to say, but that's the reality of, at least in my experience. And if you, and the thing is, if you have that mindset, then I think you get much more pleasantly surprised in the long run than if you go out and give people that trust initially. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're not going to say, oh, I don't trust them or whatever, but I think it's just kind of having that mindset that, you know what? I understand people are kind of out for themselves, and so I'm not going to give people full 100% trust. But I'm going to kind of let it let it be there to be proven, right? So instead of me going out and putting 100% effort into this, that, and the other, and this person is putting in as much effort as I need to, but also understanding that people are going to probably be out for themselves, so that when things happen, you're not going to be a surprise. And it's easier to deal with. And that may seem like a pessimistic approach, but in my personal experience, and it's really sad. I mean, I've loyalty is, is few and far between, especially in the sports industry. So I would prefer to much rather have that mindset not to be surprised when things happen than to be disappointed when things turn out to not be the way that you had hoped. And it's kind of a again, it's a sad way to approach life, but in my personal experience I think it's better to, you know, let things unfold rather than giving them a hundred percent full faith and trust in the beginning. And I think secondly is being being cautious in terms of completely opening up your ideas and concepts to others because A lot of people are not innovators and a lot of people will copy and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have an idea and a concept that is very unique and you're trying to differentiate yourself from the masses, just be wise and weary as to how much information you put out there freely to potential competitors, because in this industry, it is very competitive and people are going to do whatever they need to do to be successful. So I'm 100% about helping others and uplifting others, but doing so without throwing your own self under the bus, if that makes sense. And these aren't necessarily positive things, but, well, but you know, I think, they're just, yeah.
0: I mean, I think you can take the positives out of them. And reality is you're saying that your trust should be earned and be protective right. of your business and your intellectual property. And I don't think that's a negative. That's that's something that we all should be doing. You're right. It is a competitive industry. And, you know, there are I, – I tend to think that there are mostly good people, but you're right. There are a lot of people that will just copy and not think twice. Um, and trust is generally something that should be earned. So I don't see either of those as a negative. I think it's, it's just smart business also and just, you know, being a smart business person. Um, right, right. Did you you have any mentor through your career that kind of helped shape these ideas or were these things that you kind of just learned on your own?
1: Um, Unfortunately, I have not really had mentors, and that's something that I think would have been phenomenal to have. I've had a few people that I am very grateful to have in my life that I would resort to when I was desperate and when I was in situations and I had no idea how to handle them. But I've never had anyone that was able to kind of guide me and and hold my hand and and give me consistent advice in terms of the decisions that I made. And that's just me personally. And I think I've always been that type of individual where I'm just going to, if I want to do something, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. And no matter what happens, I'm not going to let anybody stop me. And I'm going to learn as I go. And that's just me personally. And that's how I have gotten to where I've been today. Now, it would have been very nice, I think, to have a mentor, someone that would be able to guide me and whatnot, but that just wasn't my path. So looking back, you know, I I completely trust what I've created in my life. And obviously I wasn't meant to have a mentor and that's fine. And if I can be a mentor to others, then by all means, I, I love being able to assist others and give them insight into what I've been through and, and hoping that they can take my experience and apply it to their lives in a positive manner.
0: So we're living through very different times right now and a very challenging time period. Uh, no matter what industry you're in, it's obviously affected everybody as we deal with COVID-19. How are you able to stay calm and balanced? Because obviously we're we're living in a world without live sports for the time being. They will be back, there's no doubt hopefully sooner rather than later, but we are living in that time. How do you stay calm and balanced, and how do you help your clients that you work with to do the same? So
1: I have – I always try to practice what I preach, and I always try to focus on seeing a silver lining in situations, and it's very difficult during this time. It's horrific what's going on in our world, and it's it's so much fear being – communicated to us through the media and through social media and, and whatnot but again every situation there's a infinite perspective in which you can look at each situation and I always try to look at it from multiple perspectives but also there's always a, a silver lining so it's about how are you going to view this situation and where do you choose to put your focus and your energy and me personally. I am always trying to progress and improve myself and my own abilities. And this gives us all a lot of time to be at home. And if we're lucky enough to work from home, that's phenomenal. And, and if you're not, then you have 24 hours every single day that you can use your time. And how are you going to use that time? And trying to focus on that which we can control. So we can't control what's happening outside right the only thing we can control is ourselves and our own actions so I try to focus on that aspect so okay I'm taking an online coding course and I'm working on developing different strategies within the business and working on learning these other languages that I know will help me in the future and I try to communicate to my clients the same type of mindset. Focus on that which you can control and and focus on the positive. If If you're blessed enough to be healthy during this time, then focus on that. If you can work out in your home and you're healthy enough to work out, focus on that. There's so many different things that we can be doing with our time. And it's just a matter of recognizing those and being grateful for all the blessings that each one of us has even if we're dealing with tremendous adversity right now, it's about shifting your mindset instead of being fearful about what's happening in our world. Look at the beauty that also is being displayed through humanity. Our entire world is fighting this pandemic together. And you look at people in Italy and Spain and how they're singing on their balconies and and how in New York, at, in Miami Brickell at 8 p.m. every night people are cheering on our healthcare workers and the young children 10-year-olds that are at home sewing masks for our mm-hmm. frontline workers that don't have enough personal protective equipment so there's so many beautiful things that are going on and it's just it's a, that self-decision to decide where am I going to put my energy and where am I going to put my focus and it's easier said than done but that's, that's what I try to focus on and what I try to communicate to my clients. That's fantastic.
0: And you're right. It is so where we put our energy. And there, is, there has been so much good that has come out of this. We have seen some of the best of humanity, and that, that has been a pleasant surprise, I think, for a lot of people. So those are really yeah. wonderful things to focus on, and the examples you gave were, were excellent. Um, they were, and that's, that's just smart. You're right, and focus on what you can control, which is also very good general life advice, and kind of goes back to what you were saying before about not taking anything personally. You can't control how someone else is going to react and their actions, but you control your own reaction and yourself. And so these these are all very good themes. That it's clear why you've been very successful, because these are excellent <laughs> themes to take with you throughout life. Uh, oh, thank you. So so during during the normal times uh, and we'll see what our <laughs> normal ends up looking time looking like but let's say a couple months back what would a day in the life of Brittany Gilman look like
1: well it's I'm, I'm very very blessed because my my lifestyle is is quite um it's quite interesting and it honestly depends on the time of year it depends on what country I'm in I personally spend about a quarter to a third of my year in England because we do a lot of work internationally. We have a lot of clients internationally. So my life is completely different depending on the country that I'm in. If I'm in London, typically a normal day would be waking up, working on the computer for a bit, running around to meetings, and typically I'll have meetings back to back to back, and then in between working on the computer at a Starbucks or a hotel or wherever I've had meetings, getting a little bit of emails done and, and servicing clients, social media scheduling and whatnot, and then coming back and working out. Sometimes I work out at nine, ten at night. It just depends on how long my days are. Um, England is a lot more running around, a lot of matches and meetings and things like that. When I'm in America, I'm based in Los Angeles, and, and that's a completely different lifestyle. To be 100% mm-hmm. honest, on a day-to-day, I'm typically at my computer all day. <laughs> okay. So you, you wake up and you're on your computer, I'm out of office for years. I actually got rid of that office a couple years ago just because I was spending so much time in England. And even when you have meetings, it's like half the time you don't want to be in the office, you want to be out and about. And I try to you know, make work fun and do things differently and go to environments that are inspiring and not just sitting in a small office every day. So, you know, if I'm working from home, then it's literally some days I don't even leave to go outside until the sun goes down. And that happens quite a bit when I'm in America. And it also depends on the time of year. If it's January, which is one of our busiest months because we're preparing for Super Bowl, then literally I'm on my computer all day. Um, And the only time I'm not on my computer is when I'm working out, (laughs) which is a very, very important part of my life is um, getting in that physical activity. So, um, yeah, it it just depends. And then during the summers and the off season, we have a lot of events that we produce. So it's, again, flying to different parts of the country or the world and meeting with clients, putting on events. Um, It's. It's quite interesting, and I feel very, very lucky to be able to live this life and and have this dream job that I get to have such diversity in terms of my schedule on a day-to-day basis. So before
0: we get into five fun facts, which listeners of this podcast know is my favorite thing, before we get into five fun (laughs) facts, I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you've seen opportunities change and grow for women in your field and
1: where you think they can still improve. But well, it's so tremendously inspiring seeing women that have taken a dream or a goal that I'm sure they've been faced with such tremendous adversity and and people doubting them and being able to achieve that goal. And you see more and more there's several NFL agents that are women that are seeing tremendous success. You're seeing NFL coaches that are women, which is just so phenomenal. And I think that women are going to continue to expand in this industry and, and just frankly worldwide, and even looking at politics, women are so important. And we bring a completely different type of energy to the table, which is vital for the success of any business and especially taking a male-dominated industry. And I think it's a breath of fresh air for a traditionally male-dominated industry to have a female, to have a woman's perspective, her intelligence, her ability to create, to manage, to organize, to empathize, to support and love and care for. And it's just something that, it, it brings a completely different perspective. And it's so exciting to see women who are forging the way and just creating these opportunities for other women. And it's really, it's it just warms my heart and it's so exciting to see. And I think that women are just going to continue to break down barriers and create these new positions and, and take positions that were traditionally men. And I think it just only improves the way our entire world functions and women are leaders and we're caretakers and it's so phenomenal to see finally that we're breaking down these barriers. And I you know, I'm very, very grateful to the women that are out there and, and facing these very challenging challenging situations and times and having the courage to see them through and, and to kind of become those those heroes. And um you know it's it's just it's it's inspiring and i'm I'm excited to see how women will continue to progress in every aspect of our modern society.
0: Well, I think you are very inspiring to women in this field. What you've built is really incredible and the different experiences that have brought you to where you are I just think are obviously very varied. There's been challenges, been ups and downs, and the way you've handled them and built what you have is really incredible. So thank you. Very much for joining me today, but I can't let you go yet because it's five fun facts time. So I say this every week. This started because I cover the San Francisco 49ers and I do this with the players one on one, and it's fun. They give you know, facts about themselves, people would not necessarily know, and we've had a great time with it. But on this podcast, we ask everybody the same five questions, which has been really cool because even with the same five questions, we get so many different answers that that's just been really. For lack of a better term, fun to see. So, if you are ready, Brittany, I will rattle off our five fun facts questions. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite
1: moment in sports? Oh my god. Um, favorite moment in sports when? Oh goodness, I would say when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Um, hey. and that was. Oh, gosh, it was just what it meant for, the, for New Orleans and especially post-Katrina and what that city and the people had to go through. So seeing the, when the Saints won the Super Bowl and being such a big part of that team and working with so many of the guys, that's got to be one of my all-time favorite moments ever. Oh, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> well,
0: that's a good, that was a good one. That was, that was a great one.
1: What is your life <laughs> motto? My life motto would be to trust what you create, and that's so hard to do, especially when things don't go the way that you would have hoped, but it's all part of the the journey and the bigger plan, and I think that being able to trust what you create and being at peace with whatever happens and trying to see, again, it goes back to the same thing, something from a different perspective it all is part of the journey and the process and looking back in life. Some of your biggest adversities and disappointments actually end up being your greatest triumph. So that's probably my life motto, trusting what you create. I love that.
0: What is your go-to workout? You mentioned that you are a fitness buff. So what is the go-to? Oh,
1: my go-to. I love to run. So I would say – I, any type of running, sprinting, long distance, that's my favorite. I don't know what it is, but just let me get out there and just run. So that's by far my, uh, my go-to workout. And plus you don't need any equipment. You can do it anywhere. So that's my favorite. I just love to run. Do you like to listen to music when you run? Actually, I typically don't, which is quite bizarre Working out in general, I don't really listen to music. And some people think I'm insane, but I don't know what it is, but I just get in that zone. And especially if I'm outside running, I like to listen to nature. (laughs) So that's, yeah. Do you have a go-to coffee order? A almond milk latte is my favorite.
0: (laughs) That is mine as well. It is a good one. Oh,
1: great mind. Think Mm -hmm. alike. Yep, yep. It's a good
0: one. It is my favorite. (laughs) And what is a book that you think every woman
1: should read? The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. That book completely changed my life and was extremely empowering. Changed my perspective. And I think it's something that every woman and, and every man should read. But you got to be open to that type of thinking, though. So you can't read a book like that and have a very set method of thinking. you got to know that you're going to read this and be open to the ideas that you're going to be exposed to. All right.
0: Fantastic. Brittany, thank you so much. This was great. This is really an awesome episode. Thank you so
1: much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Guys, if you like what you heard, and I'm sure you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave a review. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network for all the latest and greatest sports news and updates from FGSN. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, all.